episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you by Go Getty. Go Getty. It's spaghetti for people on the go. If you don't have time to eat your spaghetti at the table, if you want to eat that spaghetti while you're out waiting for a bus, walking your dog, or even when you're out dancing, it's Go Getty. Here's what I don't get from north to south, east to west, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday network and the longest See You Next Tuesday podcast on YouTube. Total. Still on YouTube. Still on YouTube. (laughs) I'm your host, Uncle Buck, from the red state of North Carolina. And with me today, from Canada to Paraguay, straight to your hearts, he's Hola, me and Chara. Hey, Buck. It's you and me hey, again. Man. We got we got the keys to the castle again. Yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> Tab couldn't be here this week. Uh, he is off. Um, I don't, I should, man, I should have made up a joke beforehand. I'm not good at doing that on the fly. You got to get a good joke. Some sort of made up thing that he can be doing. <sighs> I don't know. He's just blowing some glass. <laughs> <laughs> He's off blowing something. He's just blowing some 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 gl- glass. Yeah. Blowing. Just out, just out blowing. blowing. He's off blowing. He's off blowing. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes that just if you were never mind. I was gonna I was gonna try and transition into like blowing off steam, but that mm. ruins the joke. And I'm not about to implicate myself in blowing. <laughs> You're blowing smoke, that's fine. Uh, that works, but it well, works. works out well, actually. Yeah. Cause, um, we were originally, uh, going to do it yesterday morning, but, um, I did a little impromptu overnight in Asuncion in the, uh, in the capital with the family. Cause you know me, I don't like doing commerce on Sunday, right? Gotcha. <laughs> I don't like doing commerce on Sunday. The so, day after this uh, habit? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so we drove in. And I needed to get my computers. I had two computers that need to get fixed. <clears throat> we only go into um, we only go into uh, Asuncion usually on the weekend for Sunday mass. And so I figured, why don't we just stay overnight? And then the next morning, I'll take my computer in, and no harm, no foul. And uh, it's my daughter's seventh birthday this Wednesday, uh, wow. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we made it a point to take her to her favorite uh, buffet. Uh, it's like this all-you-can-eat Asian restaurant called the Bangrela. And uh, uh, we have to, you know, you have to like really take your time, eh? Like, because uh, well, um, uh, otherwise you're going to overstuff that, uh, overstuff that stomach and it's going to take a couple of days to get over it, you know, with the, with the amount of food that they can get into you at these places. It's not I'm one just, of those... Go ahead. I'm just kind of shocked that a seven-year-old has a favorite buffet. Like you know, I can understand like a favorite cartoon or a favorite teddy bear, but like you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's like favorite buffet is not something I would normally associate with a, with a child of that age. Well, she um, likes sushi, and it's the only one you can get. All you can eat. Well, a couple of them have sushi item, but yeah, she likes the sushi aspect okay. of it. She's she's been a little sushi fiend right right from the get go. Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> well, she's born in Vancouver, so <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, okay. So it comes with the territory, literally. Um, what about what about the the uh, homegrown sushi on uh, on uh, what's your plantation called now? Have you, have you named it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, our our uh, our property is called Bajo Sumanto Ranch, Rancho Bajo Sumanto, which means um, under her mantle, the protection of Mother Mary over our uh, over our, our ranch and it uh it's it's in just even the last week or two it's taken quite a bit of changes on um it's, it's so we we still have our tilapia and um we're working on we're working on, i gotta i gotta upgrade that system because like we went when we were in asuncion uh yesterday uh, when we were on our way out, I went in this, there's this area of town called uh, garden Island. Right. And it's like a whole bunch of garden stores and, and outdoor stuff. So we went there, we were looking for this uh, Dimetrius earth thing that we want to put to keep the ants away. From, yeah. That's the word. That's the word. So we wanted to do that, but they didn't have any of it. But uh, th- this one place had a tilapia pond on site and I could like see every one of the fish in it like super clear. And I was like, oh, yeah, my my pond is disgusting compared to this. So I'm going to I got their card. I'm like, yeah, I want to bring this guy in. <clears throat> Whoever designed that one to like redesign my tilapia ponds and get that going. But we're no longer just a fish farm or just an orange farm. We got sheep last weekend not like the, the the week before yeah so we got you telling me about that yeah so we got five sheep we got two uh two dorpers and three saint, uh saint agnes's or santa Ines's. and they're all supposed to be great for for uh their meat and um uh they reproduce uh you, you should be able to get kind of like one and a half new ones every year and then um we also got some Muscovy ducks, which we had mallard ducks. We still have mallard ducks, but we have Muscovy ducks. And I had never heard of these things before. They're ugly little bagger, buggers. They don't quack. They like hiss. <laughs> they, they Even like, better. Yeah. But like, we looked aggressive up, ducks. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's funny, like these ducks, they do not get along. Diversity is not their strength in the duck pen. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah, the mallards, the mallards stick with the mallards and the equal but separate. Yeah, exactly. They they don't judge each other by the content of their character. (laughs) 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 They just judge each other. Um, (laughs) Can you believe those mallards? Bastards. Yeah. Actually, it's the funny thing is like uh, so the mallards are always making noise, right? And it's just all day long. It's like, mang, 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 mang. and they're right next to the chickens. So we have this running joke in the household that they're, they're constantly, constantly making derogatory jokes at the chicken's expense. And they're just laughing at them with, their, <laughs> with that. that mang, 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 mang. So, and we're always joking about duck jokes being hilarious. If only we could understand them. <laughs> I love that your, that your farm has lore. This, this it does rich, now this rich lore of things that go on in the little story. I love, I love the, the little stories we make up to entertain well, ourselves. And it wasn't just those either. Like we got, so I, <laughs> so I'm a part of this like group on WhatsApp and it's, it's like all it's, it's called avicultura and it's like where you go to get buy like livestock or birds or whatever off of people that are selling them. And usually you can find a good deal. So this one lady named Vero, she had this, uh, this post on there and we went, we went to go, to go drive. It was about an hour and a half from our place to go and check out these sheep. 
And we get all the way out there and it was like, I wouldn't say it was like a hoarder's house, but it, the, the animals, like you're expecting a farm, but it yeah. was not a farm. It was like a house in the front and like a work shed in the back covered, like a, like a big room. Okay. And all the animals were in there. And so, and, just, just and so like together, dimly lit stench room, everything's in it. It was like, um, I was trying to think like, I don't know. It's like something out of like Dr. Doolittle, the, those Eddie Murphy versions or like Ace Ventura. Like you walk in and there was like animals everywhere all over the place. And there was like, you know, like, for example, like the lady was, I don't know if she was raising mice for like feed for another animal, but the mice were like kept in a cage, but it wasn't a cage. It was like an old, like oscillating fan cage that they, <laughs> they, they had around it. And then like out of the corner of my eye, cause we're checking out the, the sheep and I'm looking at my wife and we're like, what have we gotten ourselves into? And out of the corner of my eye, so I'm checking out these sheep and I know what I'm looking for, sort of. I pretend that I know what I'm looking for. And uh, <clears throat> it was a great deal, by the way. I mean, smoking deal on these dirty sheep. <laughs> In I one or like two generations, it'll be great. Yeah, but out of the corner of my eye, there's this like, they, they're using a, a, a set of drawers, like a, like a, like a dresser. Mm -hmm. And it's got the drawers taken out so the dresser itself is kind of like a containment unit and peeking its head out of this dresser is the cutest little gumption uh, 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 instilled um, piglet looking for uh, doing what it's going to do. And so we get home and like we make the decision. We're like, OK, we've got the we've got the shelter for these things ready. Everything's good to go. And I'm like, how much, how much for the piglet? Right. And like back in Canada, we used to buy a pig and get it slaughtered and get it processed and all that kind of stuff. And I think it was like about 300 bucks yeah. for like the whole thing. 300, 350 bucks. This pig that cost me 30 bucks. Good I got Lord. it thrown in. And so if you want lore uh, uh, in the Chaco household. So I'm, as I've mentioned on the show, Ernesto, I have killed a pig, right? That's yeah. the only thing I've actually, I killed a pig in Paraguay. And that pig's name was Ernesto. I remember right? that story. Yeah, so Ernesto. And as anybody who knows their history, Ernesto Che Guevara, uh, we, we decided that all pigs moving forward will be named after famous communist leaders or famous communists. So our piglet is on the farm. He's happy. He's, uh, he's, thrill he's thrilled. He plays with my dogs sometimes, and his name is Evo. After Evo Morales, the Bolivian uh, leader. So, so we got that going on. And then on top of that, so because we've got all the sheep in the yard and we want to have them pasture fed and do all that kind of stuff. And I've got my dog, Dusty, who's our guard dog. Um, also, F in the chats for our, our guard cat <laughs> who, uh, who bit the big one. Um, not this last Sunday, not, not, not Sunday, but the day, uh, the, the week before. Uh, when we were out at brunch, we uh, got a message from our employee saying that our cat had been attacked by two neighborhood dogs and left for dead. And uh, so uh, F in the chats for Tully, uh, the uh, the Chaco household cat. He We had him for a solid eight months. So he didn't get like super duper attached to him, but he was just starting to get cool and just starting to get cuddly. And uh, so that kind of sucked. But 
Now I went out and I bought electric fence wire uh, to put around uh, the perimeter of the, of the, uh, of the pasture. And actually I've got enough of a system. I'm going to put it around the whole freaking property, the whole thing. Cause our dogs get out sometimes. And uh, yesterday, Dusty uh, learned the hard way not to try to cr- cross the electric fence. And that's exactly what we wanted. Right? Yeah. Like he suffer under it. Zap, and then he went yelping and he's gone. I think problem solved. And because uh, uh, we had barbed wire on the top and our dogs were learning how to pop through the guard wires or the, the barbed wire. So you're like, you look along our fence line, you see little tufts of fur. And it's like, you idiots. <laughs> but they don't care. They just want to like, they just want to keep going. So electrified fence. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the, uh, the update of the Chaco farm. It, I think we can officially, we've got, we've got chickens, we've got ducks, we've got sheep, we've got a, pig we've got fish we've got i think we can officially call this place a farm right i think it, is it official? i think you need a horse i agree we're gonna get a horse at some point in time i think uh we were talking about this um to clear out certain things and also because we got like a ton of orange trees on our like i mean so many orange trees and like lemon trees and all this kind of stuff what we're gonna do I'm thinking about getting a cart that like a horse can pull. And then we bring the horse out to the, to the, the orange, the orchard. And then what we can do is we can fire through, load that up and then have the horse track back the, the, the oranges for us. Plus it'll make my daughter happy, but I am not going to get it for her for her birthday tomorrow. Um, but, uh, um, uh, I think horses on the horizon actually, we're thinking of a large, very seriously thinking of a large bird. Now, whether that is a rhea, they have the, the South Americans, uh, they'll have what's called a rhea, um, which kind of looks like an emu uh, and apparently has a really good, like really good meat. Um, but uh, the other thing that we were looking at is uh, they, they sell ostrich here too so we're actually seriously thinking about that because they actually act as a very cool um security measure for the for the for the property and there and there's sellers around here so we and like ostrich apparently the meat's really good and so we're really we're really thinking about like uh doing that and that's the that's the crazy wild west nature of this place is i can oh go ahead i think you need to get an emu they don't or, sell them, but I'm, I'm thinking about either a rhea or an ostrich. Well, here's the thing. If you get emus, then you don't have to worry about Australians. <laughs> and we know the lore with me and Australians. So, yeah, there you go. So <laughs> I thought I'd throw that joke in there. No, nah, man, I'm, it, 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 it does my heart a lot of good to know that, like, you have this, this, like, idyllic utopia that you've created uh, it just, I don't know, cause for where the show started and the, the conditions we were both in and to see where you are now really does me a lot of good. Oh, I'm glad. Well, no, it's, uh, like I said, my last appearance on the show, I, I, I hate cities, right? I hate going. And so we just went to the city and like all the time when we're there, I'm like, I just want to go home, man. I just want to go home. I just don't, I want to get back to the farm. And, and, uh, I, it makes you miss it so bad. Like this place is so chill. It's just so chill. And we got, you know, so much to look forward to. We're coming into winter and winter here is pretty chilly. Um, 
I, it is not, it, this is a, uh, a cigar, <laughs> by the way, these are, this is called a cigarro Pui. And it's like a little cigar that they, the, the domestics make here. And, uh, the, the, it's domestically made here. <laughs> the, the domestics. <laughs> that was, that was a bad slip. <laughs> the indigenous. Uh, as you can, Mike, uh, for those watching on video, I've got uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus uh, above me here, behind me. Uh, June is nothing else but the Sacred Heart of Jesus month, and and no one can say otherwise. So That's have right. some respect. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Sacred Heart of Jesus month. June is nothing else but the month for the Sacred Heart. The rainbow is the sign of God's promise that he would not destroy the earth by flooding again. Although sometimes I kind of wish he'd reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I said that too. Right, look, thing man, is, is I, that, uh, I don't know if, have we brought this up on the show before? Cause this is what got my priest canceled in Canada, uh-oh. but um, that the pride flag has only six colors. Whereas the, the rainbow of God, the God's covenant is the, um, is seven, seven colors in the rainbow. So you can, if we're going to make the rainbow seven colors again, <laughs> uh, that Let's I think I I'm all about reclaiming the rainbow away from the six, this six colored, uh, atrocity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> atrocity. So yeah, man. So, uh, do you have any updates other than, uh, like you've been doing a lot of overtime, you've been racking up the bills on your, on your employer. Yeah. Um, well, the big, the big update was last week when I was on the show about, uh, I've either the fans afforded me this, uh, this upgrade to my interface. Uh, both my kids have had birthdays recently. Uh, Annabelle is now 11 and Ian just turned eight the other day. And that's weird to me. Um, yeah, our kids are but, roughly the same age distance. Like, cause I got yeah. an 11 year old and a turning seven year old. So like almost around the same, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. And, um, uh, next week, if all if all goes according to plan, next mm-hmm. week should be my last week on third. It was supposed to be this week, but um, we had some setbacks. We had some setbacks at the mill. Um, so here's a funny here's a funny thing that happened today. We had to have a little um, a little quality meeting as we as we do. You know, like quality training for this, that, and the other different topics. Uh, and this one was a a training on training. The, the process what? of training. Yeah. It was a process of like when someone goes to a new position, how they get trained. And okay. then at the end of the, at the end of the meeting, uh, our, our, their head of quality was like, by the way, we have our little family, like bring your family to work day event coming up. We've done a couple of them for the past couple, you know, past, past couple of years. And uh, we're thinking about having like a t-shirt design contest. And we've had a lot of boo-boos over the past, Uh-oh. you know, a lot of boo-boos this year, a lot of, a lot of big, big boo-boos. Um, and uh, a lot of boo-boos that cause us a lot of trouble, uh, some of which are still ongoing, uh, oh, no. for which we are still on the hook. So I said my design for the T-shirt contest is just going to be a child with a carton of eggs dashed on the ground. <laughs> and like the child's like in the oops, in the oops phase. And then it just says above that, we'll do better next year. <laughs> That's going to be my it. design for the T-shirt contest. We'll do better it. next year. Um, but no, no, no uh, serious updates at this point. Things are just, uh, things are still looking up at the Buck household. I feel like, I feel like we've taken, I feel like we've turned the corner. 
Right. Uh, well, we talked about that briefly on the on the do get episode, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's I, I just that hasn't changed. I feel like we're still making positive strides. Things are and like there's there's certain stuff in your personal life you don't air on the internet, but I just I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on that's really good, and uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm it's it's nice to be excited once in a while. <clears throat> that's know? awesome, man. No, it's great. Like uh, your springtime is upon you. It's all good to go. Oh, it's nice. Um, one thing I've gotten to do is uh, during some of this uh, overtime that I've been get, uh, the, the, where there was more uh, more hours in the evening than there was task to perform. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. I uh, I did some personal projects and uh, I've accomplished quite a bit and got paid to do it. So that was nice. But we won't go into that too much. Anyway, well, those are, have, those are always good, though. Those are always good, though. And uh, nothing like being be more productive. Right. I, I have this. Um, yeah. I talk about this a lot with my son, <clears throat> which is um, asking yourself, am I more of a consumer or a producer? Am I producing more than I consume? And how you use your time. I mean, you could have used that time to sit and play video games on your phone. And, or on the laptop that I take to work. But yeah. And uh, yeah. And the thing that I would say to my son is, is like, listen, man, like, there's a time for, there's a time for recreation. There's a time for, for stuff like that. There's time for games and, and all that kind of stuff. But you don't want to overdo it. I mean, because like, I have completed several video games over my lifetime and those accomplishments are nothing. They They're mean worth nothing. nothing. They do, they literally contribute nothing. They don't make me a better dad. They don't make me a better person. They don't make our lives better. They do nothing and they're forgettable and they're yeah. useless. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So. Uh, my boy, uh, Ian, he saved up for like a year, year and a half because he knew that the new Zelda game was coming out. Uh, $70 last week. Yeah. $70 he saved up and he bought it the day it came out. Uh, mm -hmm. I was able to go to Walmart and pick it up for him. Of course, this is a few weeks back mm -hmm. and I was very proud of him for setting a goal and saving up his money and, and having the discipline to not spend the money when it was burning a hole in his pocket. That's, and sometimes, that's sometimes he needed a little help. Yep. But um, he was like, and he's really been on me to play it because I played breath of the wild and he wants me to play this. And he's like, dad, when are you going to, when are you going to play it? Like he wants me to play his copy. I'm like, I don't, think i am hmm. because i don't like i i know myself enough to know that i will get sucked into a game and there goes several months of my life yeah and it, it still can happen right like oh, easily in a heartbeat it could happen um like so i've got I've a just, game on my phone that i still play right and it is strictly there to kill time the problem yeah. is having the enough temp having enough temperance to realize what is your limit on time killing. How much time do you want to kill? Because you you only have a set amount of time on this earth, and how much yeah. of that do you want to have uh, spent on that? But the game I play is uh, uh, Zen GM Hockey, and to everybody who looks at it, it's the most boring thing ever. <laughs> but it's just it's it's my Sudoku, right? Like that's the way yeah. I look at it. It's it's my Sudoku. It's my crossword. It's it's math. Um, I but, use. Uh, Oh, sorry. Continue. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go I, ahead. I, I, I didn't. I used uh, Chat GPT to create a turn-based dogfight simulator. And did it work? Based, somewhat. Wow. Um. Chat GPT. Well, you know, I've been talking about that in the background on the back channels. 
if you're not a paid subscriber, that thing has a very short attention span. It sure does. And you know so, me, like I don't like supporting things that uh, in the grand scheme of things harm me and my family. So for example, I mean, I've been off Netflix for many years and with chat GPT, that one's that one I'm on the, I was on the fence on. Now I, I weighed the pros and cons. I do pay for the subscription on chat GPT pro. And my justification for it is it has increased my productivity with my work by double. Oh double. yeah. And I can get my work done quicker. Um, it's a different form of work. I have to do a lot more fact checking of it because chat GPT is a, is a liar <laughs> and yeah. chat GPT is a plagiarist. Um, but I find that, so for example, if I get a new client and they've got an investor presentation and they've got their entire website, I can peel off all of their content, all of it, slap it into chat GPT and say to it, okay, tell me the top selling points about this, this client, explain it in idiot proof terms and keep it at a grade seven reading level or below while still respecting the maturity level of my retail investor audience. And, and it makes it, it racist. <laughs> <laughs> and it does it. It does it. It does a great <laughs> it does. job. It does a great job. And, and, and the thing is, is man, like I used to, so I have trained two other writers to do what I do. Uh, let me rephrase that. I have successfully trained two other writers to do what I do as a living. I have unsuccessfully tried to train another three writers and it's hard. It's a very difficult process to learn how to do what I do. But I think with chat GPT, I think training somebody to put the prompts in properly, I might be able to do that. That might be something that I can do eventually here. So, uh, yeah, the the adventures of ChatGPT will keep going. But you're right about the it does have a short memory, and actually, it's just it's getting progressively worse. Um, Uh In the early days, I was writing a, um, I was writing a novel with it. I was trying to write, you know, like outline a novel. And, uh, you know me, I like, I like my Westerns and, um, I did some research on like what, uh, what are the subgenres of Westerns that are doing well? And like the top selling Westerns are romance and that's, I'm, I'm not going to write that, <laughs> but they, the subgenre that was doing well was actually Western horror. And I was like, oh, okay, well I, you know, maybe I could write that. And then I got to thinking, I was like, maybe maybe I can write a story about uh, in the West, but set a, a, a Catholic priest who's an exorcist in the old West. And I, I actually had the, I'm going to throw this out to the chat, but um, I had, uh, I, ha- I still have a domain. Uh, I'm probably just going to let it go, but I had frontier exorcist as like the, uh, the brand. I was going to try to write a saga about this, but I was using chat GPT for this thing. And it was great in the early days. I could, I could, I mean, I could plug, you were saying this before yourself, you were saying about writing um, a sermon with mm-hmm. chat GPT. And I was using it because I'd have these scenes in the, because like I was going to have the whole thing take place 
with major plot points being told in the confessional to the priest. And so you're, you're getting each different character's point of view of a, of an, of an event told through the confessional. But then I would have the priest do a homily at the end, you know, kind of like a Jerry Springer final thought. <laughs> and yeah. so whether it was pertaining to whatever happened in that's in that's in that chapter, I'd have this this priest do it. And it's amazing. You could put in, I could be like, I, I want it, this priest to only reference uh Catholic theologians from before 1863. Uh, I wanted to, you know, be of this, this vintage uh, quoting these popes if they can. And it does it, it does it. It's crazy. It does it like so well. And then like you're reading the homily, like, dude, I'd go to that church. That'd be awesome. I'd learn <laughs> so, well. so what I noticed was when I, when I mentioned uh, I had an idea for a sermon and I, I fed it a title. And it shot out, and what you know, Chat GBT can do it like that. So yep. it shot out an entire sermon with scripture references. Yes. And but the language of the the way it spoke to me in that chat window changed dramatically. It started like, may uh, may this sermon touch the hearts of those and the and the, show them the mind and love of Christ or whatever. It was like, I was like that. It was a little creepy. I was like, you know, you're, you're well, a robot. You're a robot. Why are you? It's a plagiarizer, right? Like, and and I mean, it won't, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if like when we die, we find out, oh yeah, yeah, it's the chat GPT was just powered by demons. <laughs> like, it wouldn't surprise me. There's even videos of people like claiming that their kids were like talking to the chat GPT and it was saying it was like disembodied spirit. I don't believe it. But like, if you really think about it at some point in time, you're like, yeah, well, there's that whole concept of the ghost in the machine. Like, when do you know who's turning the ones and zeros off? Right. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, like the whole thing is, is like Satan can't create, he can only imitate and mimic. And it's always like, you could, if you probably look into those chat TBT things, there is still a, a, there's a missing soul in it. You have to kind of inject something else in there to make it kind of yeah. really work. But, um, uh, we, we should probably get into the issues. We're half yeah, hour we're, in we're already. Half hour in. <laughs> we, we've done, we used to do this a lot, actually, you and I. So, yeah. um, well, uh, I'm, I'm just expecting there'll be a, you know, there'll be another angry sage voicemail or something. Like that. Well, the other thing is I didn't bring any news articles because I am lazy and I forgot. You know what? So, I didn't either. Oh, so, well, okay. We so, let, we will we will let Tab interject with a news article. Well, he, I, actually, he probably won't and probably can't. I like when so you we'll just like just add work to him while he's not here. Well, what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll pull up Chat GPT in a little bit and ask it to generate a fake news article. Uh, a definitely not idea. fake news article. And then like comment. Actually, that's a really like that. Now that now that I say that out loud, that's an awesome idea. Actually. Yeah. Well, and uh, now that we know, we also know that Chat GPT is aware of this show. Now it's it's yes, not it accurate, but it does know this show because it well, it doesn't have any it doesn't have any uh, knowledge of the show after like September twenty twenty one. No, it doesn't have any knowledge of the show before that too. Uh, before because you ask it who are the original hosts and it has no idea. It's like it's uh, it's uh, uh, Tab Burt, Tim the Handlebreaker, and Todd uh, Todd Seidel. It's like, but who are yeah. the originals? And it's like, uh, those are the originals. Original? Like, no, Chat GPT, you're wrong. Listen, Chat GPT, you're not writing me out of history, you stupid. Anyway. So yeah, um, <laughs> that was the outburst I had. The Hat and Shades came out with me screaming at a a 
AI language model. But yeah, let's let's jump into the issues, and I want you to go first. Here's what I don't get: reciprocal rating systems. Reciprocal rating systems. Now, like a circle jerk. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> uh, as you know, I just said I, I went to uh, Ascension. Uh, we stayed at an Airbnb. Uh, it was the third time I have stayed at this same spot. Um, I had actually wanted to bring in Airbnb as an issue. Uh, Tab brought it to my attention, though, that he brought it in as a do get before. And um, no, there's uh, fair I'll, game for a don't get then. Oh, it's fair game for a don't get. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair game for a don't get. All right. But. Uh, my particular, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to broaden this one, this be first with, um, what I mean by reciprocal rating systems is as soon as you're done and you check out, this thing will just bombard you with, Hey, Hey, you forgot to rate the, your, your, your you forgot to rate, uh, Jose and his place. And it's like, well, I've stayed there two other times. I gave him a five-star rating each time. Uh, and then like on his end, he's like, I just reviewed you. Why haven't you reviewed me back? And it's like, dude, what I got? great again. It, it had enough beds. It was clean. It was <laughs> like, this is not a third grade book report. Shut up. I know. And it's like, the other thing that really bugs me about it is, is it's super, it's built in dishonesty, right? Because the thing is, is that, Okay, what I mean by reciprocal rating system is I am the customer. Yeah. Don't why are you rating me? You know, like I mean, you know, why are you rating me? Don't <clears throat> do it like that. Do it like some warning system, flag it on the other end like these guys didn't these guys left a huge mess or these guys and then have Airbnb deal with it that way. But they rate me and I rate them. It's just like you feel beholden. Like there's this weird thing where it's like there's this weird thing where it's like you feel like you have to give them five stars because you need them to give you a good rating too because it's like they can withhold their rating until yours goes out so if i give them a, if i give them a four <laughs> if you give them a four it's like i just ruined their their whole business i just like you know what i mean like i really harmed them if i give them a three but here's the thing about a five star rating system is that like with a five-star rating system, it doesn't give you the grades. Like you go on Amazon, everything's like 4.7, 4.6. And it's like, you're looking at it and you're like a bunch of five stars and a bunch of one stars with people who got the wrong thing sent to them or so they didn't understand the instructions or something like that. And it's like, if it was a real five-star rating system, I would understand better. I could actually go, okay, well, it's like a three, I mean, based on the price point, does it work? But I mean, at least it's like, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the best thing in the world. But you like you, if you see a three star on any of these reciprocal rating program things, you know, it sucks. Like, yeah. you know, it really sucks. And so like genuine, but you don't know if, if a five star is a real five star. Five star should be like reserved for like awesome. But like you feel like you have to give a five star with these reciprocal rating systems. It's not even just Airbnb who does this. Uber does this ebay does this yep. why does ebay give me a rating for being a uh, what 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 can i do wrong uh, add to cart pay oh yeah and now he gets a five-star rating for buying correctly like what, what do we what is this um even amazon does this with their deliveries now except it's not reciprocal but i know it, but the same thing what do you mean amazon wants you to rate your deliveries now 
Hmm. I, I realize you're you're down there. You probably don't order Amazon a lot, but uh, no, I do. If you, oh, you do? Oh, well, okay. So I'm wrong. Um, no. Amazon wants you to rate all of your deliveries now. Like, hey, how is your rating experience? They want you to fill out like an entire survey on this. Now, like hmm. you said, it's not it's not one to one for your issue because it's not reciprocal. They don't rate you in return. Right. But it's it's one of these mandatory rating systems where it just hounds you. Well, it's like Uber, right? So for Uber, I hate Uber, but like, you know, sometimes I got to use it. Sometimes we're in town and sometimes I don't want to drive around in, in the van and, or the truck. I just want to let take the family and have somebody else drive for once because driving here is a stress, stressor. Yeah. But like we had this, oh, geez, when was it? It was like around Christmas time. Around Christmas time, we went to my daughter's favorite buffet and uh, we ordered uh, we ordered an Uber and the guy shows up. And the other thing that pissed me off is he didn't come into the I clearly told him we're in this restaurant parking lot waiting for you. But he goes to like the parking lot of the gas station around the corner and waits there. And already, I know that, you know, some BS is about to take place. So he's like, I'm waiting at the Shell station. All right. So we go over to the shell station. We find him. He comes over and he looks, he takes one look at us because he's got his mask on and he, and he goes into his like console and he pulls out of this like dirty sandwich bag, like a bunch of like four uh, used paper masks or like the, the surgical masks. And he's trying to get us to wear those. And I was like, I'm not wearing those, bro. Like, that's not happening. No, no, I'm not happening. Yeah. He's like, well, then you're not, if you're not wearing the mask, you don't get in the vehicle. I'm like, then take a fucking hike then. Like, right. Then get the fuck ter- out of here. Then terms accepted. Get out. <laughs> yeah. So then he goes and I get Uber and I had to pay for the fucking ride because his time was used to coming there. I'm like, dude, that is not in the the terms and conditions i don't have no, to not. wear your stupid mask especially some used mask that i don't know who's worn that i don't know where that's been i'm not mm, doing it yeah and so the thing is is that that asshole gives me a bad rating i give him a bad rating and all of a sudden now i'm like you know i'm like richard Pryor on the street in new york in the 80s trying to hail a cab and they're just going i'm persona non grata it's just like it's it's ridiculous and so I hate this whole re- re- reciprocal rating system because the thing is, is that now I feel like beholden. Now I feel like I'm held hostage. It's like, well, I got to tell him it was a good place. And then give this is the other thing about Airbnb. It's like, give your public rating, but then give your real rating to the owner afterwards. Right. So it's really? like, yeah, like you, you go and you stay and then it's like, how was the check-in process? Awful. How was the, how was the accommodation? Awful. How is the location? Was it exactly where it described? Kinda. What is your rating publicly? Five stars. <laughs> so there's a there's another way to rate the service at a place like that where you have your public rating and then your real rating. It's where you take a shit on the mattress and you just leave it. <laughs> and that's kind of like kind of like leaving. Then they'll a, hit you a, with that absorbent uh, cleaning fee. <laughs> fake name, fake credit card. Um, or when you go to a restaurant. And like you, they want you to restaurants want you to fill out surveys now Uh, Mm -hmm. before you went down or maybe they do it in Paraguay as well. I don't know. They have those little like mounted tablet things on your table. I know like places like Chili's has it. Um, This little 
computer that they have at your table and it moves around and your kids can play games on it for an exorbitant fee. And they want you to pay your tab on there. And then as soon as you pay your tab, they want you to fill out a survey, a like 10 minute survey about your experience. And I can put five stars on the survey and then leave a penny on the table. Like that's what I was thinking, man. Like, what happened? That was the old reciprocal review stage. You know, that was the old way to reciprocally review with an FU tip, right? Yeah. Like, with an FU tip. Like, and, and, and the other way is I just don't go to you anymore. <laughs> That's the other way. Yeah. Oh, oh, an FU tip. And I don't use your business anymore. There's my reciprocal you, review. You walk back into Chili's and you see that same douchebag waiting tables. And you say, hey, oh, he's my tables with him. Never mind, I'll go somewhere mm. else. Mm. And you say well, it real loud, like an obnoxious asshole, and you make a big scene. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I so, uh, but uh, my buddy Sully, who's moving down here in July, uh, he's an Uber driver, and like on his end, like I get it. It's his car. There's a lot of shitty customers out there, right? There's a lot of shitty customers out there. More shitty customers than good customers, apparently. And they break okay. down by demographics. And he, but like, the thing is, is that, um, the thing is, is that, like, I understand their side of it, but it's this idea that you got this reciprocal review system in place. Nobody can be honest. Like, I mean, it, okay. So, for example, I've, you know, like Uber, you can pay a little more for like a luxury ride, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so I do that. And the guy comes and is like, okay, good. The seatbelts work. Where's your AC, dude? <laughs> Where's your AC? Right. It's like 42 degrees Celsius here. Where's your AC, dude? And then so afterwards, I'm like, well, I see, I know that this is some guy who's like working, uh, you know, like maybe to feed his family or something. I don't want to like ruin his livelihood by giving him like a three star. I just don't want to do that. Like, just fix your AC, bro. Right. But like, I don't know. It's really crazy. Yeah. So uh, do we need to rate our mail carriers now too? Ah, probably. <laughs> Nothing will get done with that, in, uh, in, in, at least in places like Canada, because all the mail carriers are union. Are they unionized down there? The U.S. Postal Service? I don't think so. Uh, you rate your mail carrier by whether or not you rig an M80 in your mailbox the next day. <laughs> hey, do you ever like tip your mail carrier or like give them a Christmas card or a Christmas gift or anything. I never see my mail carrier. They it's, it's one of the wonderful functions of the U S mail is they just drop your mail off in the box and they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like even Amazon does this now, uh, UPS and all of them it used to be like someone would actually come to your door and hand you your mail or hand you a package or the milkman would come and hand you your milk. Uh, now, they just they just leave whatever's yours and they don't bother you. They don't they don't even ring the doorbell. They just drop it off and off they fuck. And it's amazing. And so I would I would uh it, if the thought had occurred to me to thank them for not inconveniencing me with their presence, I would thank them for that. Hmm. See, I guess it depends. Like I kind of want to know, you know, like if I ordered a computer, I kind of want you to ring the doorbells so I can pick it up so that I don't have like porch pirates. Well, what, well, I, I don't really have a problem with porch pirates here. I do understand that that is a big thing. What I would like for them to do is not leave my fucking computer in the rain. That is a thing that they do. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, I ordered this interface and they left it in the rain. 
in the rain. Uh, and I'm like, phone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Hey, you know, cardboard, c- cardboard absorbs water pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. Maybe like, I don't know. And it, then someone, someone will argue like, put a box on your porch, bro, or whatever. No, you're like, just if it's, if it's something that looks like if it's raining, Mm-hmm. Knock on the door. Knock on the door. Hey, hey, man. They don't I, have time for that. They don't even get time for taking a pee break. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And a lot of times, if I'm home and I know they're coming because I can see on my phone, they're like, "Oh, your package is ten stops away." I'll go out to the end of the driveway and just let them hand me the package because I want to. For one, I want to make sure that my pack of of uh, black V-neck shirts that I order every few months to replace the mm-hmm. ones that are worn out. Mm-hmm. Actually, get delivered to the right house, assholes. I don't know why it's specifically my black V-neck shirts that get delivered to my neighbors down the street and around the corner instead of to my house. Why it's specifically shirts and not anything else? But if you could stop doing that, Amazon, that'd be fucking fantastic. Sorry. So, going back to to Airbnb. <laughs> going back to Airbnb. Um. This reciprocal rating thing, like Airbnb is political as can be. I mean, you really? saw that whole thing about uh, how they banned Lauren Southern's parents from I, using I missed it. Yeah. So they banned Lauren Southern's parents <laughs> from using Airbnb because of her online uh, personality or her online work. Her online so Airbnb makes it political. Airbnb if you if you if you haven't signed up yet and you go to sign up now you have to put in your government document you got to put in your government id and they got to make sure that it's real <clears throat> and then they go ahead and like they say to you you will be banned like you will be banned for online behavior outside off of the platform so they've had it where in in different cities if there was like um a shall we say a no, uh, uh, a wrong think event happening, and you're trying to book to go to said wrong think event, and they find out that you're going to wrong think event, they will take your account away. I'm glad you told me this because mm-hmm. Ann Buck and I have been thinking about resorting to Airbnb instead of major hotel chains when we have to go like to visit her family up north or we go mm-hmm. on a mission trip to Virginia or whatever or West Virginia rather. Um, we were thinking about resorting to Airbnb and uh, my involvement in this show is automatically banned for pretty much anything. Well, they don't know about us yet, so you could probably go. And like the reason I use it is because I want separate bedrooms, right? So like when I go on a trip, I want to say goodnight to my kids. I want to bless them. I want to uh, give them their hug and I want to put them in a room and then have them go to bed and I want to stay up later and hang out with my wife. Right. And I can't yeah. do that in a hotel room with two queen size beds. No, you right? can't. No. And so like a hotel, I don't get me wrong, man. I, I love hotels, love hotels. I've always loved hotels. I hate flying, love hotels. The reason I like hotels sure. is like I show up, you give me a key. I go to my room. I plunk my stuff down. I get the Wi-Fi code out and I lay down and I'm good to go. Easy, easy, 
right? Airbnb, it's like you show up, you're like, did you send me the right address? Oh, you sent me the wrong address. Oh, these are the wrong instructions from before. You haven't updated them yet. Here's They tell you, oh, you need to download this app so you can get in the front door of the building, blah, 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 blah. Hate it. Can't stand it. I I hate that. But you give me two bedrooms, right? You give me two bedrooms and and it's like 45 bucks or 75 bucks or something. Okay, fine. How much hassle is it to get to shag your wife during vacation? Is it worth? <laughs> you said it, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, you said yeah. it. Look, we're uh, both we're both married men with kids here. Amen. I, I amen. know exactly where. It, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you like, man, the sunset's just right. Maybe that little complimentary bottle of wine. Everything's <laughs> all nice, and you got two little cock blockers who are like. Can we watch Netflix? No, you can't watch Netflix. Go to sleep, Mike. And then you have to stop yourself because you're going to say something that scars them for life. <laughs> Airbnb, getting your dick wet. So the, the next thing, though, is, is that there's, there's something quite insidious about reciprocal reviewing. Okay. Because it's just one more step towards Chinese communist party social credit system, right? Because if all of a sudden all these different businesses that you're going to are reviewing you, then how long until there's like, cause I mean, you know that Elon bought Twitter to make it into the new WeChat for, for the West. Right. So he's talked about this. He doesn't even want it to be called Twitter anymore. He's going to call it X. And if you're a, you know, a mark of the beast person, uh, X is not a good idea. (laughs) Um, Not, not a good thing to have, but the thing is, is that he just wants to call it X, the everything app. So this will basically be your payments app, your, uh, ID, your, uh, uh, like for all these different services, cause you're this close on a lot of those things, right? Like Uber doesn't own any vehicles, Airbnb doesn't own any hotels. It's all just platforms to bring people around on these things. You got a, you got a point. So are you trying to insinuate that Elon Musk is the antichrist? That's half a joke. I just, just throw that out there. <laughs> I'm not saying he is, but if I, but if I found out he was, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a, he's, 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 he's a trickster. He's a trickster. He's a tweener, right? Like in wrestling, he's not, he's not a baby face. He's not a heel. He's a tweener. Right. And, and he's not to be trusted. I mean, literally his avatar is him wearing his little Satan suit, like on Twitter. That's him. That's him wearing He's like, ah, I got, a baphomet on my chest and that's my out and I'm going to wear that all the time right in your face. I I came up with a rule for life about 15 years ago. And that is when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Yes. Do you get what I mean by that? Yep. Yep. Someone goes right out of face. their way. Yeah. When someone goes out of their way to tell you who they are, believe them. And so like, 
you know that in China, for example, like their social credit system, if you don't pay your bills on time, if you don't do, you know, certain things in the right way, then your score will go down and you'll get restricted on travel or you'll get restricted on certain things. And they, they monitor all over the place, all these different things. So the thing that pisses me off is that this idea that the, um, that these reciprocal rating systems are going to congeal together at some point in time. And like your credit score, for example, your credit score for your credit card, right? Like they have their own little system, right? Yeah. We, 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 uh, uh, peons, we, 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 the, we, the people, we, the, the cattle, we think, Oh, you know, oh. like they're lending me money. And then, if I pay them back the money in a timely fashion, they're going to like me better. And that's not true with credit. They want you to pay as little as possible so that they can keep on sucking away yeah. on that usury. And then the, the, the thing is, is that if you pay everything on time, they're going to be like nudging around. They're like, yeah, don't give this guy credit. His credit score sucks because you know, he doesn't let us make the money off of it. We got to pay this off right away. Right. Or he, or sorry, he pays it off right away. So what's to say that's not going to congeal together all those different things together. And you're going to start having a rating system on like, Oh, go ahead. Well, what you're saying is actually already happening for large corporations. I found out about this. I don't know, sometime in the past week. So the Budweiser thing that blew up a couple, a little while back. um, Did you know that there is a, uh, I, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but basically there is a commission that rates your company on uh, certain criteria, like social criteria. ESG. Including, yeah. yeah. Environmental including, social yeah. Go- governance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you for, and if you do not meet those criteria, lenders you will no money. longer lend you money. Yeah. And that's, so that was started by Larry Fink of black, of BlackRock. Like he, yeah, so, he put that in a place. So like it doesn't actually help the company. It's just some mystery criteria that you have to meet that will kill your business, but then you don't get any funding for things. It's their credit rating, just like our credit rating. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of BlackRock, this week's episode of Here's What I Get is brought to you by BlackRock. Don't cancel our <laughs> podcast. Please, Mr. G- Mr. Fink. Oh, speaking of antichrists. <laughs> 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 anyway, you and I got to do a Buck and Chaco episode about who all the people we think might be the Antichrist. Maybe that'd be a no. Good that's episode. a bad idea. That's a great that's episode. A, that's a distinctly. <laughs> that's going to be. Listen, when the uh, when the missiles are on their way, we'll do that episode. <laughs> They're not already. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> Not yet. When I find out, I'll tell you. Like, hey, man, uh, it's happening. We got about an hour before the ICBMs get here. Get on, get on, uh, get on Streamyard. We're, you know, it's all <laughs> take off the shades. Temporary N-word pass granted for an hour. <laughs> uh, at that point, I don't think it's temporary. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. So anyway. I keep I keep throwing it out there, man. Down the road from us, eight hectares. Eight hectares for sale with a house and animal infrastructure, sixty thousand US. Sixty thousand US. I don't, have it. <laughs> I don't have it. I can't afford it. Ah, darn it! I got That's too much my to issue do here. Reciprocal That's a great re- issue, though, man. Re- I have. Re- I do have a question. 
Sure. So you you brought in the five star system. Yes. You you mentioned that a couple times. So would it? I'm just I'm just picking your brain. Would changing the number of stars affect your opinion of that system? So it was a ten star system. See, like I feel like the the problem <clears throat> is is that um, you almost need like a multiple like you know, to get a real rating on these things. Cause there's certain factors that come into play, right? Sure. Like you could have the nicest apartment with like all decked out, like heck you could have like, you know, free, free bottles of wine that you can open when you get in and all that kind of stuff like that. You but you could put it in the it, middle, yeah. you could put it in the middle of Slumville and you can't, you, you can't give that a five-star rating. It's good. It's just not a place you want to safely stay. Right. Sure. So there's so many different factors at play that like a five-star rating system is useless. Um, like they're, they're in wrestling. Uh, there's a five-star rating system uh, that is controversial. Some people like it. Some people don't uh, by a guy named um, Dave Meltzer, who, who writes a, a, a newsletter called the wrestling observer. And he's been doing this for decades and decades and decades. Now, typically speaking, if you find a five-star wrestling match that got a five-star rating from wrestling observer, generally speaking, you're going to enjoy that match. Like generally speaking, it, and and there's definitely five star matches that shouldn't be five star matches, but they're still enjoyable matches. And there's definitely matches that got four stars or three stars from him that should have been five star matches. Okay, but on the grand scheme of things, you're pretty safe to watch any five star match. You're gonna you're gonna have a good time. And the thing about the five star rating system is, uh, so for example, like uh, Amazon. Right mm-hmm. on Amazon, you can choose to have it like be like four stars and up, right? Or or you know four stars and up. They never let you sit, pick anything that's just five star because nothing gets just five stars on right. Amazon. There's always some hater. Now the thing about the Amazon reviews is those are bullshit too because like have you ever gotten this where you order something off of Amazon and in it, there's like a little card and it's like, we'll give you a $20 credit or a $15 credit on Amazon. If you give us a five-star rating. And then if you give it a five-star rating, you're going to send a screenshot of the rating and then it'll activate your thing. Like the bribe. I've, I've actually gone worse than that. Uh, years ago when I was really strapped for cash, there are companies that will just straight up pay you to go on their thing and, and say like, Hey, this is a great product. I loved it. Five stars. They pay like yep. five bucks. Yep. And those exist. And so you have to go through now and now they're not going to pay you that money. They just have chat GPT do it for you. <laughs> but uh, the, the thing is, is that like, you, you can't always trust a five-star rating, you, you know, like you, you, most rating systems are, are untrustworthy in general. Um, I, I do trust for the most part, for example, the user rating on Rotten Tomatoes, not the the critics rating, but the user rating generally is like, will I enjoy this flick? Right. Uh, and but those get bombed, too, with like a bunch of fake ratings, too. So, yeah. Uh, when you say about like, is it a number thing? Like, I mean, I don't know if it was a score out of 100, maybe like if it was a score out of 100, maybe that would be uh, more useful. Well, let's go the other direction. What if it was a one-star rating system? Yeah, just like a, good a, or bad. A, a, a straight binary system. 
then then what you've got is Reddit. Because Reddit is, you just either give a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a up vote or a down vote. And I don't know, man, because then it's just, it's, uh, I, I don't know if there's any other better way, but I, uh, with the, like, if, if you give somebody, if, if all of a sudden they slip, so for example, like skip the dishes is, is, or is like a DoorDash service up in Canada, like an Uber Eats type thing, Grubhub type thing. Gotcha. Right. And like, for example, like uh, I, I mentioned about how my daughter likes sushi and there was this sushi place that was near our place in Calgary that we really liked. I used to take her uh, uh, during the week. My wife used to still work a couple of days uh, as a consultant. And then my son was in kind of like half homeschool, half uh, private school. So like uh, two days a week, he'd go with the classroom and three days a week, he would be um, learning at home. And on the days that my wife would go to work would be the days that my daughter or my, my son would go to school and then it would be me and my daughter for the whole day. And so I would take her, we'd go to, we'd go to weekday mass and then follow it up usually, if, especially if it was on a Friday, because Fridays it would be like a noonday mass where we would go. So we'd go to mass and then I, we would take her to, uh, I, I would take her to this sushi place because uh, fish Friday. And um, what, uh, what we, like we really liked this place, but the problem was, is that we go to go use like skip the dishes and you had to scroll and scroll. You had to look for this place. You had to save this place because some people had a bad experience with it and there was a few bad ratings on it. And all of a sudden it's buried. It's not on the, it's not, it's like the fifth page of this thing. And we're like, but this is a good sushi place. Like this place is actually really good. Like maybe this, but like also they can, they could screw the competition. You could go and just like, open another sushi place and review bomb the, the, the other one with all your family, giving it a one star. So that all of a sudden you, you know, like you could game these things and it, it always bugged me. Cause I was like, you know, that's the, that's like a really good restaurant. That's like now got like three and a half stars on this thing. And they're, they weren't ruined by it, but like they definitely harmed their, uh, their, their food delivery. It does. And so like, I don't know, like, I mean, I'm not as vindictive as some some of the the people in our community are about these kind of things, but like it's just it bugs me because I'm like I don't want to like ruin somebody's business. I don't mind giving them a feedback, but like, hey man, you're like the beds are way too hard. Like you just you got to do something about those beds. But then that's subjective for me. Some other client must might have you know like back issues that are helped by a hard bed that they lay on their back and straighten out with. So like, yeah, that's for me. I don't like that. I can't barely sleep on the place. Like at Easter, <clears> when we went to, to Asunción, we stayed three nights as one place and I could barely sleep at the place. Wonderful apartment, great area of town. Well, well stocked, clean kids liked it. I couldn't sleep. It was too bright in the bedroom and it was uh, uh, too hard a bed. I have to give it five stars though, because they completely delivered all the things that you, you, we had asked for. It's just, hey guys, like your beds are way too hard. I'm not coming back because you don't have that under control. But that's my private thing to them. And uh, I don't know, maybe does that come off as dishonest? I don't know, because the thing is, is that they delivered on the things that you're asking for from Airbnb. It's not, you know, but I don't know. They just needed yeah. to have a little, um, a little option on your booking, like to, for an additional dollar rent, like one of those four inch thick foam mattress pads to make the we bed comfortable and some blackout yeah. curtains. 
actually, it was a funny thing. Like if you go to um, uh, an all-inclusive hotel in like, let's say Mexico or something, right? Like an all, 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 all-inclusive place. A lot of times they'll give you like a really stiff, hard bed, but all you got to do is just ask them, Hey, can you put an extra mattress on there? Can you do? And they will do it. Like a lot of those places just, they will do it. Um, uh, you know, if you're not staying at a complete rat, rat infested, you you could probably get that done up. Uh, the problem with an Airbnb is, is that like, you're asking some, just some offsite owner, right. To, to do it. And, and like, like that's their house or that's their property. It's, I don't know. It's just a little weird. Like, I mean, I feel like if I'm critiquing it, I'm like, I'm critiquing them as a person. Uh, maybe that's just, I don't know. Maybe that's just me and my, uh, my own, uh, my own quirkiness, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I I, I think, yeah. So that's my issue for this week. (laughs) So, so, uh, should we do a little housekeeping? Yeah. So, uh, normally at this point of the show, we would go to do the news, but, uh, not happening this time. Not happening this time. This week's episode of here's what I guess brought to you by you, the Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for subscribing to us on Patreon. Uh, patreon.com hwidg subscribestar.com forward slash hwidg and tip.hwidg.com and that stands for here's what i don't get which is the name of the show and over here we have five tiers we have the one buck tier which gets you early access to our weekly episodes and our one or our monthly mini episodes where we talk about all these issues that are small but extra annoying. We have our $2 tier where we're throwing the random content. And now and again, we have our 5 buck tier where we drop the hate and talk about what's great in our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. There's the 10 buck tier where my phone screen goes dark, uh, which gets you access to <laughs> monthly movie commentaries where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on them. We sit down and record a feature-length commentary. And finally, we have our $50 Spite Producer tier where you the where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a new format, ban a voicemailer, exercise judicial discretion on the Discord, anything you can think of that's that we can reasonably fulfill, and we will do so. Uh, which we should probably also include uh, Uncle Buck and El Chaco actually getting their shit together and doing things correctly once in our in our return careers. Uh, we thank everyone who supports the show, big and small. This show wouldn't happen without you and your generous support. So thank you. But let's get back into some issues. I saw this. Um, I saw this meme before you get into the issue. I saw this meme about like there's like a diagram of a car. And it was showing like the, the there's an overhead of a of, of a car. And it was like the driver's seat. And like this is like where the driver goes, and they got to stay attentive, and they got to like get you there on time, and uh, make sure that they you know they're they're in charge of like fuel consumption, making sure you got enough gas in the car. And it's got the 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 riding shotgun. It's like, this has got to be the best DJ. This is the map holder. This is the person that helps out uh, the designated texter. Yes. Right. And then there's one for the back seat. And like, this is like, you know, the snack guy who hands out the snacks and uh, uh, the, the occasional nap, they nap to show that the, 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 they're like a canary in the coal mine, that this is like a, a comfy ride. If they can nap, it's all good. And then, you know, they're, yeah. they're the designated, are we there yet? Uh, uh, spot. And so I, when I think about, here's what I don't get when like box or sorry, when uh, tab's not here, buck, you're like the DJ, you, you have to like, you're supposed to, he, he leaves you in charge of like putting the, the music up or the backgrounds up and stuff like that. And I'm, I, I just come into this rolling in. I, I mean, you, you're off of a 12 hour shift. I, I just rolled out of bed 
and uh, you know, have my coffee. And, and so I'm, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm, I'm that guy in the back seat uh, asking, are we there yet? And uh, does anybody want some snacks? Uh, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, what, well, what do you got for DJ, us this week? Apparently. Yes, right. exactly. Let me, let me see how I phrased it here. So here's what I don't get. Celebrating needless death. Uh, I pulled an audible. I had an issue that I told you I was going to bring in. And yeah, I, this uh, isn't what I prepared for. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, because this came to me last night. So um, I was I was cruising the Facebooks uh, yesterday sometime, as I do. As I do. You know, I, I like to cruise the Facebooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, in one of the Patriot groups I'm in, there was an article about uh, this, uh, this young boy, 14-year-old boy who was home alone. And suddenly, two uh, intruders start trying to break down his door and instead of quietly going into that good night he finds some sort of firearm in the house and drives off the assailants killing one killing one um and the assailants were basketball americans Mm. and so uh and and i i just i i dipped into the comments to kind of see what people had to say about it and i was disheartened because um I'll get to that point in a minute. The first thing, it, it always happens to be this thing, and this is a this is a gripe I have about people on the right. Um, and so I'm going to punch right on this one. Uh, the the comments were full of like, those thugs got what they deserved, blah blah blah. Play stupid you know, games, win stupid prizes, fuck around and find out, which are true. Listen, these they things are, are true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was a certain amount of glee. And I, so I just popped into the comments and I was like, yeah, I uh, I, I really hate that uh, it had to end in bloodshed, but I am glad the boy's okay. And uh, the comments underneath me or the replies to me started rolling in. This these thugs got this thug got what he deserved. And I was like, uh, guys, like. Do you not understand that this guy, if he had lived, might have survived to turn his life around? And make better choices. Maybe he'd come to Christ. Maybe he maybe he had an entire future of showing other men not to do the things that he'd done. But that future's been cut short. This is not a good thing. Like, I'm glad the boy survived. I'm glad the boy got away okay. I'm glad the attackers were driven off. But I find it unfortunate that one of them had to die for his mistakes. I get that it's a consequence of his actions. I'm not saying the consequences don't happen. I'm just saying... I don't take pleasure in the fact that this man died and I got dragged in the comments. People are like, well, I guess that thug should have read his Bible before he decided to rob somebody's house. And I was like, guys, well, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. But you get the derogatory term. I'm like, guys, do you not understand? Like this is the whole point of the mindset of at least in, to my mind, the whole mindset of being conservative is all men are created equal. And like, yeah, these guys made bad choices, but there are reasons they made those choices, reasons that have to be addressed. And I'm not saying that that every reason someone suggests is valid. Uh, I, I, I We won't get into that topic. That's that's neither here nor there. But it's it's unfortunate that this guy's like that's that's a person. He had a life. This guy, he was probably in his mid to late 20s, I'm guessing, by his picture. Uh, 
So let's say it was 25. Let's just let's just pick 25 out of there. That's a 25-year life experience this guy had. He had parents. He grew up, or at least a parent. He grew up. He had uh, friends, people he knew. He had family. He had experiences. There were people that loved him, people that he loved, all these things that he did. And then through whatever circumstances that led him to the mindset to create, to, to make the choices that he made, and all of a sudden, all of that's just gone. That's not a positive thing. The boy surviving is a positive thing. Right. Well, let, let me also say, though, the homeowner surviving is a positive thing. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if they got in. And that's what then I mean by what? the boy, the guy that was there. If they got in, then what? Right? Like, you don't know. Like, he had the right to shoot. He just did. He had the right yeah. to shoot. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't dispute that at all. No, and and this is a funny thing. Like, so <clears throat> tab's gone. Here comes the Buck and Chaco stuff. Um, <laughs> kind of why I brought this in. Yeah. Uh, so um, we talk about this. So when we do our rosary prayer, we pray for our friends, our family, our neighbors. We also sometimes we'll 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 pray for our enemies. Okay, so uh, there's a prayer we say, which is, Lord, I pray that my enemies may be made happy in this life and in the life to come through your grace of conversion, right? And it is what we know is that God cares about every single soul mm -hmm. equally in terms of value so that even that sinner that goes, it, it, you talk about the, the friends and the family members and all those things that are left behind by that guy. And then you look at it from God's perspective and it's like, generally speaking, there's a good chance that person died in a state of mortal sin and they're gone for eternity into the bad place. And that pains God. And, um, and, and so for the sake of, for, for what we say, for God's sake, for God's sake, right. In this yeah. case, like you, you want these conversions. Like, and I think I've brought this up before, for example, like Trudeau, <clears throat> right. Every time I hear that guy's voice, I get, I, I get ill. I, I can't stand everything that he stands for. However, and I've talked about this before, like face turns. If that guy all of a sudden had a major conversion, outed all of his accomplices for all of his bad deeds, tried to make right, like he'd be killed within the day. Like they'd have him, oh, he'd, be dead, he'd be dead in a day. But I would love that so much because not, not him dying, <laughs> the conversion, the conversion yeah, so yeah, much yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's worth it. Right. It's like Darth Vader at the end. Right. Because Darth Vader at the yeah. end of Return of the Jedi, it's what you what you want. It's what you what you it's need. The redemption. So it is. Everybody wants a good redemption story. And, and so the thing is, it's like. Um, there's a new movie out. Catholic uh, Catholics wrote, wrote and directed it, but it's it's apparently super based and it's called Nefarious. Have you heard about this movie? Maybe I've kind of stopped following movies as much as possible. This I do too, but this one, this one's up in my circles. 
Like there's a new Padre Pio movie coming out with like Shia LaBeouf and I'm, I'm avoiding it. I'm not going to go watch that. <laughs> um, but like this nefarious movie is supposed to be really good because it completely falls in line. They consulted with Catholic exorcists about what really takes place when they have these uh, exorcisms with like people who are possessed, oppressed. And the movie is basically a, an interrogator, a guy who is, it's kind of like that silence on the lambs type thing where he's meeting with a guy who's in prison and right. the, 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 they're trying to assess whether this guy is uh, insane or not, or like insane or not. And there's a scene, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'm not trying to spoil anything, but there's a scene in the movie where, cause like one of the things that you can know if there's like a demonic presence is what they call impossible knowledge, right? Sure. So something that like the person is saying that there's no way that they have the knowledge of. And a lot of times they'll have intimate knowledge about the person who's exercising them or, 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 uh, intervening. And so apparently there's a scene in this where basically the, the demonically uh, uh, possessed character is filled with glee. And he's, and he's like, he's basically saying, apparently one of the other characters, girlfriends or wives is about to go in for an abortion. And so he knows at the moment that this is happening and he's counting down five, four, three. And there's like two things going on at once. Like the abortion's happening. And then this interrogation's happening. Three, two, one. He stands up and he's like, and all of hell rejoices, right? Because of this abortion that just took place. Unnecessary death. And <clears throat> so in the Bible, when it talks about like when a sinner converts, it's the flip. It's the opposite. All of heaven, All of heaven rejoices. rejoices. And so, you know, it's like whatever makes ha heaven happy makes me happy. And so you'd want those kind of conversions to happen because it's a big letdown. It's like a, it's like a sign that we, we all failed. Now, by we all failed, though, it's like, man, it goes back a while. <laughs> it goes, well, yeah. it goes back a while because I didn't put those people in the same community together. I didn't, I, I didn't create those conditions that led to. I mean, I, man, I roll my eyes at the socioeconomic conditions excuse for bad behavior because uh, it's not universal. Um, I live amongst bad socioeconomic conditions in this country. People are poor here, man. That's, that's a thing. Uh, they don't, the, the crime rate is not the same as in your major cities in, in the United States or in these different areas. It's just not the same. It's there's, there's some major differences, but when it comes to needless death, yeah, man, like, okay. So like, uh, I'm on my way to mass on Saturday and there's a guy in a, uh, I think it was a Volkswagen Amarok truck. He's driving like a complete asshole and, you know, like zipping in and out and like putting us all in danger when we were on our way. Like, I mean, just like there's construction happening and buses and motorcycles and all these, it's, it's bad enough as is. I don't like it when somebody's tailgating right behind me. I don't like it when they, you know, are, needlessly passing in an area that's not safe to pass. 
we go and there's a speed trap. You guys have talked about speed traps and like there's this yeah. hill that you come down and it's, it's one of those hills that like you have to ride your brakes. You can't put your gas pedal down at all when you're going down it. Cause it's 80 kilometers an hour is the, uh, is the speed limit. Uh, and so you're going down and you have to ride your brake and it's got that shutter, you know, you know, like you're trying to your brake rotors warping. Yeah. That guy passed us. I know at the bottom of that hill, always 100% of the time, there's always a speed trap at the bottom of the hill every time. And so as we're going, my wife's like, Hey, isn't that that Volkswagen Amarok asshole? (laughs) Yeah. He got pulled over by them. And so like, I'm taking a little glee in that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got it. And I was like, ah, you know, just kind of wish that guy didn't have to do that. Right. Like, you know, he got his lesson. He got his lesson. It's a good, you know, like, I mean, he was going to cause somebody some issues. Uh, he was driving like an idiot. Now I would rather they get him when he's driving like an idiot. Like, like we're talking, like I'm talking like real dumb, like, you know, like when you're turning, when you're turning around a corner and there's a double line and he's passing on the inside, you can't see if there's another car coming on the other in the other direction. Like that's how dumb he was. But like, I would much rather see him get that ticket than see a wreck with somebody else's car also brought into it. Like that's an unnecessary death too. Right. So, yeah. And I, I I mean, yeah, I get it. Like I saw a lot of this too. And it's not even punching right. Cause it's, it's the left does it too. But this whole, like, so the left does it, they call it the Herman Cain Awards, where they would celebrate any unvaccinated person's death. And then there's on the right, there's the any time that somebody dies or like what we're looking at with like Jamie Foxx right now is in like a, you know, like a coma or something like that. Like, it's always really? like, well, wh- yeah, you heard about this? You didn't hear about this? Yeah, Jamie Foxx is like, I think, like, it sounds like he's blind now, like for life. And, hmm. uh, uh, um, I almost made a joke about like making a sequel to Ray, but that was, <laughs> I should, I'm, but I stopped myself before I made the joke. Uh, uh, I almost called you I a gigantic almost, asshole, sir, but I stopped myself. I stopped myself. No, but I that's the thing is you that you're a gigantic, useless piece of shit. But like, you know, like, I mean, yeah. You nobody wants these people to die. You want them to convert and and get better and be better at things. And well, you know that's the thing. I think some people do want them to die. Well, and- Jamie Foxx went on set SNL and was like joking about how he took joy in being in Django Unchained because he gets to murder a bunch of white people. Yeah, I, I had a problem with that. Um, just, just a bit. <laughs> I have a yeah. big, big fucking kill all the white people. So, um, but. I don't know. It's it's these people were taking such pleasure in this guy's death and it just, I'm sure you've experienced this at some point where you see something and it is so contrary to the values that you hold dear, that it just makes you sick to your stomach. Yeah. I see it all the time. And, and so I told this, I told these people, it's like, these people are like this, this, this thug, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, he was never going to, he was never going to change. He was never going to have a life change. Like that's a very uncharitable view of your fellow man. And also a, a, how did I phrase this? 
a a a drastic underestimation of the transformative power of God's love for someone and for the for the blood of Christ. And so, um, and to me, that's that's an even bigger argument. But just it's it's so uncharitable. Why do we have to be so uncharitable to people? Um, there are certain people like there are certain people that I wouldn't cry if they died, like Roy Cooper. But I don't even know who he, he is. Uh, governor of North Carolina. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. And then I, yeah. I make constant jokes about launch about him loading himself into a trebuchet and mm-hmm. getting skipped across the red North Carolina clay like a fucking rock on a lake. Just, <laughs> but so I even have to check myself on this because, and of course, some of that's for comedic effect because it's a podcast. But like that was that was a real dude, and he's dead. And it didn't have mm-hmm. to be that way. And I understand it was his choices that put him there, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. Okay. Flip it around and be like, maybe, uh, and this won't happen, but if it did, maybe, um, that someone in his circle will learn from this and be like, you know what? Maybe I lost that, that, you know, I lost my friend cause he was playing stupid games and won stupid prizes. Um, I mean, this look, man, look, man, B&E is a huge violation, huge violation to break and enter into somebody's property. I mean, you saw that, uh, that TikTok guy in uh, England, uh, Mizzy, you know, just walked right into those people's home. And there was all those comments like, uh, try that in the United States, motherfucker, blah, 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 blah all this kind of stuff. But like, look, how many... This isn't fucking rocket science. You don't fucking enter somebody's home. You don't. You don't do it in the middle of the night. They're going to be scared and they have 100% just rights to defend their domicile, to to defend their life. They have no reference to know what you will or will not do. So they have to assume the worst. Look, man, like, and it's the same thing as like, uh, the, the subway incident right now, the, the video of that guy getting, you know, held in the, in, in a submission hold. And then he ended up like, they put him on his side. They brought him, they tried to make sure he was okay. And then like, he ended up uh, dying in the hospital. He didn't die on the floor there. He died in the hospital, the Jordan Neely. Right. Um, but like there's, there's that video, the one that gets made nationwide. There's not the video of all the times where somebody's being restrained. The second you let him up, he gave, he gets a knife and he kills you or he, yeah. you know, like there's, it's an unfortunate set of events, but I look, man, like, um, it was given to me as a, uh, it was given to me as a piece of advice down here, for example, like they have laws in Paraguay that it's that whole like equal reciprocation, you know, reciprocal review of uh, somebody entering your property un- unannounced uh, is, is if they've got a gun and they shoot at you, you can shoot back. Oh, great. Uh, but if they come at you with a knife, you can't shoot them. You have to, I don't know, I guess use a knife. Um, but you what I was told from a legal yeah. perspective, you're probably better off making sure that that guy does not leave your property. If they break in, they, you know, you have a better chance of beating the court if they die than if you shoot them and they're injured, then you're paying for them for life. 
Right. So I agree that there are certain situations that are just unfortunate where loss of life is going to take place. The problem I have is people celebrating it. Yeah. The mean mean spiritedness of it and the lack of compassion for your fellow man. Yeah. The guy, the guy, if someone breaks into your house and you have to kill them, you had to do it. Yeah. Right. I, I don't, I don't contest that at all. Look at Kyle Rittenhouse, dude. Look at Kyle Rittenhouse. The one guy who got his arm blown off, the one guy who got his arm blown off, had a gun and was pointing it at Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. Yeah. Now that guy survived. Did he learn? Did he turn his life around? Did he change? Did he make things better? No, he's fucking suing Kyle Rittenhouse in civil damages. He's, He's making things worse. Like he didn't learn anything from that. It didn't get better. He got poor me mode and he doubled down, tripled down. So it's, it's unfortunate. I get what you're saying about the celebration of these things. Like don't celebrate it. The whole thing sucks. Yeah. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend that like, you know, somebody who is coming with an premeditated intent to harm by trying to break into somebody's house that like, I, I don't know. It's not like it was an accident. No. Right. And like, and like I said, I, I don't, I don't contest the point at all that sometimes the, um, like sometimes the, the outcome is necessary. I, I would just, say in this case it was. Oh, like the boy had to shoot the guy. There's no, yes. there's no question about it. All I'm saying is I don't think it's good to celebrate that Agreed. the guy died. I, I, <sighs> I think the people are mis probably just misplacing their glee. I would look at it in terms of like, Hey, the, the victim, the victim was the person who was aggressed upon first. Oh, that victim, that victim defended themselves. Now you and I both know now what's going to, what state was this in? I I don't even remember. Um, I just the, the key thing is is that now we don't live in a just society anymore. And even though you have the rights to like, for example, uh uh Tab, he lives in St. Louis, right? And it wasn't it in St. Louis where there was that couple, there was that couple that had the they 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 got in trouble because they were defending their property with guns that they legally owned and they were legally out in front of their place, and there was a, a mob of people outside, and they man- managed to dissuade that mob by coming out with their guns pointed at the mob and yeah. they, it, it worked. And now those people are being dragged. Ruined. For, Ruined. Yeah. Um, South Carolina. Oh, uh, okay. Wrong Carolina. Got it. Okay. Yeah. North Carolina is best Carolina. Yeah. South Kakalaki. Um, <laughs> this it's, uh, uh, I it's, it's, it's nuanced. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really nuanced. And, and that's, I don't know that that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I I've, I've come to a point in my life where I have a problem with being mean spirited. And I, I say this as a guy who does mean spirited things, but I, especially for fun on a podcast, but, when you're causing actual harm to someone, right? Um, and it could be a wide range of things. And there are some areas where I'm okay with it. That's probably hypocritical, 
but uh, I don't know. It just, it just, it just really struck me. Like it was so sad. That guy, his choices got him killed. Yes. His choices did. got him. His mm-hmm. choice got him killed. And I like, I I'm, I'm not making any bones about that. His death was on him, mm-hmm. but I still hate that he got himself killed. Yeah. It'd be like, it's, it's just, and, and then, then to see the rejoicing of, of, Yes, this stupid person died. Like that's that's not a happy thing. I think there's a inherent human uh I think there's a physiological component here which is we love justice. We love justice. Sure. Okay? We love justice. God loves justice. We we sub- we we celebrate justice. Now, the problem is is that our view of what exactly is or isn't justice may be, you know, we live in an era of moral relativism, which is a cancer. And um, the thing is, is that identifying what is or isn't just can be complicated and it can be difficult. So in the case of this, this poor gentleman, It was justice, but it was an unfortunate justice. Okay. Yeah. Cause those are the repercussions, just like the Volkswagen Amarok guy. It's like you going in the wrong lane and you run off the road or you are harmed. It's like, well, you, you caused that for yourself. It's unfortunate. It sucks. But I was happier when he just got pulled over. I mean, I know that like, yeah. you know, we, we, we've shot on speed traps and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. I, I took joy in this one, right? Like I took joy in this one. Cause this guy was a terror on the road. The worst. Um, yeah, man, this one's a complicated one, but at the same time, like I get what you're saying. Uh, the other thing is, is I think there's a part of us that is always striving for better. You want to see better from your own community. You want to see them be better than that. Right. Like you want to see them be better than that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I just, I don't know if the majority of people in our community that might be, you said it was a Patriot group that it was in. I don't think, I don't, I don't think we're there as a group to, I, I, I think you got to cut them slack too. Cause they're just, they're just, uh, ignorant to there's so many injustices going on right now that it's hard to properly count your W's. If you don't actually know what a W is or should be, I think, I think we have a warped view of what a W is. And I would say the W in this, in this situation is a homeowner defended their property and their family within it. Yeah. The, Injustice is, hey, we shouldn't celebrate this death, uh, c- celebrating the death. You could be relieved that good guy with gun versus bad guy with gun situation happened. Uh, I mean, again, it's like you have to go into, like, let's say a police standoff and you've got people who are held hostage in a bank and then the guy comes out and gets gets blasted by a bunch of uh, police fire 
Now, are you celebrating that they that the police stopped that man from killing hostages or doing all yeah, those totally. kind of things? Yeah. He died. Like it's the same sort of thing. Like you're committing a a capital, like a big crime. I don't know what the penalty is for B and E in Carolina and North South Carolina. Uh, I'm not sure. It shouldn't be warranting death, but But the person has the right to defend their property. I mean, like I said, the guy the guy took his life into his own hands when he did that, and he gambled and he lost. Yeah, big time. That's my issue. All That's right. Good issue. issue, man. Good issue. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, you, you're, you're this much closer to being able to finally get some sleep. <laughs> I gotta get a shower first, man. I'm itchy all over. Do we have voicemails though? Are we going to do a voicemail segment after this? Well, here with the voicemail section is tab Bert. Oh, so, because I don't have the, uh, I, I don't have that app. I don't have That's it on my right. phone. I don't have it on the computer. So, uh, Coming up after the uh, coming up after the music will be Tab Burt with voicemails and he'll uh, he'll address all the topics. But until that time, this has been here's what I don't get. I'm, I'm El Chaco. I'm Uncle Buck. Ciao, ciao, everyone. Bye bye. Welcome to the end of the show, everyone. I want to first off say thanks to Buck and Chaco for taking care of the uh, episode this week. I was out in Portland visiting my sister, and it was just really nice to not have to worry about trying to get back and get recordings done and all that nonsense. I was uh, I just edited this episode. I do have a few voicemails here for everyone. I also want to say I completely disagree with Buck. I think that uh, we should celebrate when people, when terrible people die, because uh, nine times out of ten, especially criminals, like the world's just becoming a better place when they're dead. So, you know, I disagree. I do, uh, I do kind of agree with um, Chaco about the uh, rating systems where they, you know, re- reciprocal. I have to give you five stars, you'll give me five stars, and so there's no actual useful feedback being used. I kind of like a five-star rating system. I wish more people treated it the way I I do, which is where a one-star means I hated it, a two-star means it's bad, a three-star means it's just okay, four-star means it's good, and five-stars means I loved it. But uh, too often it's just that that's not the case. So that's my two cents on this week's episode. Let's get some voicemails. Here's what I don't get. This crap. They clog up because the last person didn't clean it or because you had extra fuzzy clothes. And then doesn't dry your clothes with the crap. And even with the lint trap, you get all that freaking lint all through the tube that goes outside and then you have to clean that out. Why don't we just remove the damn lint trap, run full force, so we'll fire all the lint outside of the house. Why can't we just do that? Oh, no, there may be a little lint in the yard. Fucking trap. Yeah, I agree with that. I uh, I do find it really satisfying, though, when you pull the, like, big, you, like, you haven't cleaned out, it out in several loads, and you pull that big, like, wad of lint out. It's also really great. You can take the uh, lint, and I think you put it in, like, uh, kitchen grease, 
And you can create a fire starter with that. You can light it on fire and it'll help your camping. Pro tip. You can also just use raw lint uh, to start a fire as well. Here's what I don't get, and I think you might have mentioned this before, but I don't really fucking care right now. Why the fuck am I getting Amber Alerts from Kansas City, which is on the other side of the fucking state? Why am I getting Amber Alerts from, like, bumfuck nowhere that's in another state completely? Like, if it's in my town, great. Let me know. Maybe I can help out a kid if it's, you know, not already their dad or their mom or their grandpa running away with them. But fuck. Like, I almost dropped my goddamn phone into a sewer grate because a stupid fucking Amber Alert went off and scared me. Yes, I will admit it scared me. Because it's out of fucking nowhere, jump scares can startle you. But like, I don't, I don't care. I can't do anything. Probably by the time I got it, they had already found the people anyway. So it's kind of fucking pointless. It's just, yeah, I hate those fucking auto alert things that they pop on to phones now, like severe weather, uh, Amber alerts. There's always something, and they, they make it to where your phone makes noise and it's not supposed to. Uh, and uh, what, what am I fucking supposed to do? Am I supposed to run out there? There's a great like YouTube video, I think, of all these black guys. They get like the the Amber Alert, and they go running out of the house, and they like catch the car, and they save the baby. Like That's what they expect us to do when that fucking Amber Alert thing comes out. All right, here's one last one. Yeah, what I don't get is uh, Expendables 4. Oh, yeah, they're going to create a fourth Expendables movie. Uh, it has a bunch of fucking new people in it, and I swear to God, I'm calling it right now, they're going to follow the Fast and the Furious model of fucking movies where they're just going to create a fucking fifth one, sixth one, seventh one. They're just going to jam-pack all these fucking superstars into it, and I know sh- fucking, oh, there's like a 95% chance this is going to be PG-13, because, of course, they want to get all the fucking ages in there, you know, all the different people in there to watch more or less a family-friendly friendly action movie. But it's going to be dog shit for the rest of us because we want blood and gore and R-rated shit, but it's, we just can't have that because we can't have nice things. Um, so, yeah, get ready for a fucking, in, you know, a couple of years, Expendable 7, where they have a fucking uh, a digital version of Bruce Willis making a fucking cameo alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just, again, it's, it, it, yeah. Holy shit. I remember the first Expendables I kind of enjoyed. It was, like, fun to see all those guys uh, from, you know, all those classic action movies together. It was, it's an enjoyable movie. But a couple of years ago, I, I written, started re-watching them because I, I th- thought to myself, I remember enjoying those Expendables movies. And I think I got to Expendables too, And I was like, this film franchise is a piece of crap. Like, Stallone, Stallone really just needs to die. He really just needs to die. And then, uh, yeah, they, they kind of just go nowhere. It's just fighting for the sake of fighting and action scenes for the sake of action scenes which is okay for like one novelty movie, but turning it into a franchise, you really need something more there than just like, what if all these action stars were in this movie? I'd, I'd, I think I'd be more interested in it if they actually, if they played themselves, if it was like, uh, they made that movie recently. I think it's, I think it's just JCVD, but the thing is that like John Claude Van Damme is actually a super spy and he does those movies as cover for his uh, secret missions. 
you kind of did that and kind of played up the campiness more than trying to make Stallone like this really cool dude who has sex with uh, outrageously younger women because he's like 80. Uh, yeah, that. But yeah, I uh, I wish I didn't know they were making Expendables 4. Oh, that kind of ruined my day. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's our voicemails. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, 704-750-9434, or you can upload it in Discord under voicemail upload. Once again, thanks to Buck and Chaco for holding down the fort this week. And um, hopefully the next time I have to miss an episode, it won't be just those two again. Tony's like, I'm going to Florida or some stupid shit. And Tim's out working. But I do have good news. Next week, Tim will be live in the most dangerous city in America to do an episode here in studio. So uh, join us. It's going to be Monday evening, the 12th. So if you want to live stream it with us, we'll be posting the link in Discord and uh, it'll probably be about 7, 7.30 Central Time. So until next week, guys, see ya.